Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Joining us to talk about this big news today, uh, Meredith Morakovitz joins us here. Yes Network. Meredith, Meredith, thank you for joining us. Thank you for giving us some time. Of course, of course. Guys, there's Yankees news. There's been Yankees news over the last 24 hours. This is the first time hearing of this. So, this is very rare, right, for the Yankees to be spending any money in free agency. Uh, no, but they, so. they spent well. Uh, Aaron yeah, Judge so. re-ups, comes back home to New York. I got to ask you, Meredith, you, you've, you've covered him since he's he's been in the big leagues. Was there a doubt that he was going to leave in your mind? Look, I think when you hit free agency, there's always a doubt. I go back to the Freddie Freeman situation. Uh, yeah. I didn't think there was any way he was leaving Atlanta. He said he didn't want to leave Atlanta at the end of the day. He wound up a Los Angeles Dodger, right? Yeah. So I think there's always a possibility that somebody might leave, somebody might blow him totally out of the water where the Yankees just won't match it at that point. But it was very clear from the beginning of this offseason, the Yankees wanted him back and they wanted him back badly. That's why Hal Steinbrenner got involved very early. The offseason just ended. They could start talking to free agents. And Hal made sure that he developed a rapport with Judge, not only over the years, but really this offseason. He wanted to have conversations, just the two of them individually, which not all owners do that. And there was that dialogue between the two of them. And then when that false report that you mentioned came out and you saw, okay, going to the San Francisco Giants, there was also the uh, the Time article that came out earlier in the day yeah, and yeah. some other things were trickling out along. And you're thinking, man, this, this is happen- real. Like, this is, this <laughs> yeah. is happening. Like, this is what's going on. Who knows what happened in those negotiations and in the talks. Right. Um, but then slowly you thought maybe, may- maybe – they would still be able to get that job done. And Aaron Boone actually made a phone call last night to Aaron Judge and said, hey, where are you at right now? You know we want you back. Little these check are some of the See, there's some of the reasons why you want to be a Yankee for life. Just kind of reminding him of a lot of the stuff that he already knows. And uh, Aaron Boone went to bed not knowing. Not knowing whether or not hmm. that helped, that hurt, where he was going. <laughs> right. uh, but he woke up, you know, about 5 this morning and saw what we all saw. Aaron Judge is returning. And one thing that Boone said to Judge was just make sure you talk to Hal one last time Mm. before you make your decision. And and he had that conversation and Hal came up in a big way. Give the Steinbrenner family credit for... 360, that's a big that's, number. That's not, I know that's it's not the cheap. New York Yankees, but that's not cheap, right? That's not yeah. cheap. That was their guy. They wanted him. They got him uh, pending a physical, of right, course. Right. 
Meredith, uh, I don't know if it's it can be categorized, but how how much of a blow would it have been to the Yankees, Yankee Yankee fans, had Aaron Judge left the Big Apple? especially with really nobody in sight to replace something like that. Look, I, I just keep racking my brain and thinking, like, where would they have pivoted had Aaron Judge signed with another team? And I just don't know what direction they would have gone in because yeah. there isn't a lot on the table available right now that would have been the shock and awe that the Yankees right. would need to provide to essentially make up for the loss of Aaron Judge. You know, and at the end of the day, it's Judge's decision. Finance yeah. is obviously a huge part of it, so they don't have complete control as to whether or not they come back. And, you know, I saw Brian Cashman spoke to him for our Yes Network show, and it looked like he hadn't slept for four days. <laughs> I, bet. I mean, I bet. The, the, man, the man has been through it with the false reports and all of that. They, they thought they were in for you know, a very long time, but uh, it, it has been a roller coaster of at least 24 hours for them. And Aaron Judge plays it so tight to the vest that yeah. really no one knew exactly uh, what he was thinking throughout the process. But yeah, I don't know how you replace that, especially coming off a year, a historic year where he yeah. hits 62 home runs. He's the new AL, you know, home run leader sells tickets people want to watch him play kids yeah. are wearing 99 jerseys that's the jersey they want to buy so to have seen that slipped away would have been sad meredith Morakovich joins us here on gwen and chris and uh meredith i've i've watched aaron since he come up he's come up to the big leagues and not everybody is cut out to play in new york under those bright lights that big stage what makes him the ideal yankee well, he's handled everything well. He's handled the accolades. He's handled the criticism. He's handled even at the end of the season. Unfortunately, there were a couple of boos, and he gets it. He understands in New York the demands are different, yeah. and the expectations are different. Whether it's right or wrong, you know, that is the way it is. And I think he's a guy that thrives off of the bright lights, yeah. the pressure, he likes being the guy. He's a great teammate in that clubhouse, uh, and obviously we know how talented he is uh, on the field. And I think, you know, you look at the offense, you look at the offense, you look at the offense, you can't ignore that, but people sometimes forget just how good of a defender yeah, he, is he is out there in right field and how athletic he is, how well he moves, and he has a rocket for an arm. So um, he, he's just handled it all with grace since day one. I remember when he came up, he and Tyler Austin had back-to-back -back home runs. Uh, never, you know, every time I would talk to him on the field, it almost became a running joke that first season. Are you ever going to talk about yourself? But it was like, <laughs> no. Like, literally, he's just not going to. Yeah, Even last awesome. year as he's chasing this, you, you could tell that that part of it he maybe doesn't love, but he is he loves talking about his teammates. And, and, and I think fans like that and embrace that and he's been accountable he's he's a guy that'll talk after a win and after a loss yeah. you mentioned the steinbrenner name and i go back all the way to george's days and uh you know kind of the rocky relationship that the yankees had with the rest of baseball obviously the yankee fans are going to stick up for for the evil empire i think they were called mm -hmm. back then uh, take us through a little bit what it's like now with this, with Hal Steinbrenner and the relationship the Yankees have with baseball as opposed to where it used to be when, when George was captaining the ship. I think fans are very quick to say, oh, George would have never done this. George would have done <laughs> this differently. But yeah. I think we also have to remember the game is much different is. now and we're in a much different place as far as the financials of the game right now as opposed to when George Steinbrenner was running the team, especially early on. 
and there are way more teams that are capable of going out there and getting these big ticket free agents. We saw that with the offer from San Diego, we offer the reported offers from San Diego and the Giants. Yeah. You know, it's not just the Yankees anymore that can go out and pay for players. So there are so many more involved. And we also saw, you know, those dynasty teams. There's a lot of homegrown talent in those. You you have to have the homegrown talent and then support it with some other big ticket items along the way to push you over the edge. So um, I think with how sometimes people or fans have this preconceived notion that they don't spend money. They spend an awful lot of money, and they have shown every year that there is a financial commitment. There is the desire to get better and to win a World Series. But because it hasn't happened since 2009, I think fans get frustrated, and they think maybe some of those things aren't there. But when I sat down with Hal very early into this offseason, this man cares an awful lot. Yeah. You know, he, you he wants to win. <laughs> he has the fire. He's yeah. maybe just not as boisterous as his father uh, maybe once was at times. He's not the guy that's, you know, going to be calling all the reporters and wants to be in the spotlight <laughs> all the time. But, you know, he's, he's, getting, he's trying to get the job done just like his dad. Did. You bring up such a good point because the landscape is so much different. It so really many is. more teams mm-hmm. can, can have their hand in the pot and, and, and really be in this big pool of players. Do you think the Yankees are done? No. I mean, this is, a, this is a ton of money they just spent. Do you think they've got more moves to make? Yeah, I don't think they're done. I don't think they're done, and I think they're very excited about the part that they're likely not done. And I think one of the biggest reasons why is you look at the Astros. They have not yeah. been able to get over that hump. And I look at the starting pitching for the Yankees right now. Uh, you have Garrett Cole, Luis Severino, Nestor Cortez, uh, Frankie Muntas. You look at that rotation. You also have Domingo Herman. Where is he going to fit? You have young guys like Clark Schmidt. And you say, okay, they, they probably – have, have enough if everyone's healthy, but you know throughout the course of a baseball yeah, season, you, you need more than five starters, right? Um, and if you can bring in another arm to fortify that, we, we saw with good pitching, like the Astros, just how dominant you can be in a postseason. And Yankees had hits to their bullpen last year, especially in the postseason. Yeah. Their starting rotation suffered a, a little bit. They did not get out of Frankie Montas what they thought they were going to get out of him. There was, uh, you know, in retrospect, probably not as healthy. Yeah throughout that second half as as he thought he was or wanted to be um so i think you look at that area as a potential area of need if they can get something done and then they also need a left fielder right now uh, aaron hicks had an injury at the end of the season he still has years on his deal you wonder what's going to happen with that contract but andrew benintendi was a nice fit i think he's a guy that the yankees liked very much they've spoken a lot about trying to as a team cut down on the strikeouts in that Astro series or so so oh, yeah. so many it was home runner strikeout yeah. it was it was tough to watch at times they want guys that are going to put the ball in play not just home run guys they have a lot of those guys already right. you know so they're, they're looking for speed they're looking for guys to put the ball in play Meredith Morakovic from the Yes Network. Das, last thing real quick, Meredith, and thank you for your time. Uh, the Padres and the Yankees basically finished up the same last year. They both lost the league championship series. But I just get the feeling, in, like you touched on a little bit, but in San Diego we're pretty excited about what the Padres were able to accomplish this year. And, you know, on to the future and let's take the next step. As far as Yankee fans, you touched on a little bit. Is getting to the championship series pleasing to anybody in New York? No. <laughs> no. See? And, and you know, it, it, it's tough because the expectation is, and the expectation has been set, World Series 
Yeah. Or a bus. Or a bus. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time, this is a team that won 99 games. Yeah, the it wasn't that bad. season, they were rolling. And then, like any team, they suffered some injuries and some adversity. And there were times in that second half where, by the way, Aaron Judge had a leadoff because they didn't have a leadoff right, leader. Right, right. I mean, he's leading off. You look at one through nine in that lineup with the exception of Judge, and you're like, what? what is happening? There was no Rizzo. There was no Stanton. DJ LeMahieu was banged up dealing with that foot issue uh, and you're like what, what are we doing here so I, I mean yeah it's a it's a high expectation but I think the guys that thrive in New York love that expectation and they need to find a way to uh, to get back to the promised land I guess you could say because if not the fan base is not happy no. and they've been disgruntled yeah. for for quite some time the, now. they'll make it known I'm, I'm pretty sure of it mm-hmm. Meredith thank you for your time I know you'll be here until the tumbleweeds start rolling <laughs> know, through right? here before you head out <laughs> thank you for your time again of thanks course. Meredith of course this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.